Welcome to Contractor Cuts, where we cover the good, the bad, and the ugly of growing a successful contracting company. Welcome back to Contractor Cuts. My name is Clark Turner. I'm Jared Flo. Thank you for joining us again this week. So this week we are diving deep into people having money issues. Yep. Uh, right now in the U.S., there's a lot of ups and downs with all the interest rates that are still very high. We've had a lot of con- contractors that we deal with, that we work with, that have had very, very tight money um, cash flow yep. uh, situations right now in their companies. And we're currently towards the end of the year, and, mm-hmm. and clients are coming back to us saying that they're, they're, they can't land anything from here to the end of the year, and everybody wants to start next year, January, February. So they're trying to figure out how to get cash flow in and maintain a pipeline right now has that's, been difficult. That's right. So we thought this would be a great spot to have a podcast about – the advice we're giving these guys, how do you start at the beginning looking at where do I cut, where do I don't cut, where do I don't cut, where do I cut, where do where do uh, what do I keep, how do we keep going uh, uh, where financially we're safe and structured well. Yeah. Uh, and, and we're doing this. A lot of guys, uh, we, you know, some people will hear this and say, no, I'm doing fine. I'm good. I'm booked up for six months. That's great. great. There will be times in your company at some point in the future that this will happen to mm-hmm. you. Construction is so ups and downs and valleys and peaks. And, and so this is something that at some point every contractor will have to deal with, you know, 99% of the time. Yeah. In our, in our past, I mean, it's, we, we identified times of the year, um, that I assume that most people know that, this is our super, super busy time. And these are times where it's kind of feast or famine. Yep. And if we don't have a pipeline, we hope to have had some cash build up to be able to float us from, you know, towards the end of the year. For us, it was notoriously like the, the, the furthest part, like end of November, December, January was like yep. really slow. And we either had to figure out how to make it through there and find some jobs or, build up some cash so that we can kind of float through those last months. But then there's also times that we identified that just something happened. You know, there was a slew of bad jobs or a bad hire, or um, there's an insurance audit that all of a sudden you owe a stack of cash or uh, a loan comes due. All of those different things cause a need to, okay, I I need to kind of batten down the hatches on my cash and figure out how I'm going to make it through the duration of whatever this storm is or time in front of me. That's right. And we've, this is a regional thing. I mean, it's uh, all the things that you just listed of, you know, loans getting called due or other money issues that happen. But, but the level of customers that are coming and flowing in right now is a regional thing. Yep. We have, uh, as we've mentioned before, we've got three different cities that, that ProServe is in, uh, one being in Atlanta, one being in Austin, Texas. And our, our Texas branch, when we're running ads out there, um, which is a whole nother podcast about how we do ads and marketing. Yeah. But when we're doing marketing out in that, it, we're running the exact same ad in Atlanta that we are in Austin. Mm-hmm. It is five times the number of clicks on our Austin ad than an Atlanta ad. It's, a, it's same the same ad. formula, same thing, same Same money demographic that we're aiming yeah. for with, with clientele. Mm-hmm. Everything's exactly the same on the same platform. And all of a sudden, we've, we've seen over the last six months a shift in Austin's going up. Atlanta slowing down. So what yep. does that mean? So we're going to sit back, we're going to look at that, and we're going to assess that, and we're going to be proactive, not reactive. We're mm-hmm. going to double down on our Atlanta efforts and probably ease up a little bit on our Austin efforts because we got too much work to do. Right. right. So yeah. 
assessing and knowing what's going on is the very first step in doing this and saying, okay, normally this time of year, we are starting to slow down, but we've been slow for three months. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're going into the slow season. We've been slow. So what does that mean going into the slow season and how do we do that? So we're going to walk you through. There's really three different steps that, we're, that we advise people on when you're in this situation, you're trying to save your cash. Uh, and that very first step that we talk about is projections. Yep. The knowledge of what I have, where we're at right now, and what do I think I can make in the next three or four months? Mm-hmm. Not just in, in general, but I'm going to look at every single job. All of what we call our extremely hot jobs, right? The This person said they're going to do it. They're pretty much signed. We got to go there all the way through the people that are already signed and they're in pre-construction. Uh, we look at all those jobs and, and chart them out on a calendar. Mm-hmm. We say, okay, this month we should invoice X. Next month we should invoice X. Next month we should invoice X. And so we start laying out the next three to four months of what we project we can actually invoice. Yeah. Not what we hope. Not, well, my neighbor said that they're going to do their basement, so we might be able to get that. No, None of that. But it's what is signed or we are 99% sure it's going to get signed. It's mm-hmm. going to be in those projections. Uh, and so we're going to lay that out. That's, that's step one. Yep. Now that I know that, I I better have, and if you don't have this, let's have a side conversation huh. about it. You better have some organization around your QuickBooks or accounting software to know where my where's my money going, where yep. are my expenses, what what do I need month over month uh, to make to just break even, and right. what beyond that is profit, what below that is losses, mm-hmm. and so having that baseline number. Simple math with your projections over the next few months, with your projected profit along with uh, revenue. What am I going? Where am I going to be? Am I going to have a short come? Is there a shortfall of what's what's coming? Is there going to be excessive money? And we're doing that all the time. That's oh, not yeah. just when times are in, in bad times, but in good times too. That is the most important driver of success when we're talking about being a successful company. Well, you 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 have to have that information to know what your next steps are going to be. Yep. Right. If if you um for example, let's say your overhead cost per month is twenty thousand and you're looking at your next three months, I've got sixty thousand dollars worth of overhead cost that I've got to cover in the next three months. Mm-hmm. And based on the <clears throat> revenue that I looked at my my pipeline, if I hit thirty percent, I'm only going to bring in fifty thousand dollars worth of worth of profit, cost of goods profit after my jobs are paid for. Yep. I've got a $10,000, you know, short. I'm $10,000 short of what I need to be able to survive and keep everything happening. Yep. Right? Those that's why you have to it, that dictates what your next steps are going to be. Yep. So, if I, if that is my answer. If I come up and I'm looking at it saying I don't have many much work in the next few months, I have some work but not a lot and I'm not landing anything right now. And let's say, you know, for numbers sake, let's take numbers you just said. Yep. Uh, my overhead cost I, I, between me and what I bring home, my truck, the rent that we have, my project managers, uh, what, whatever it is. Let's say it's $20,000 right. a month. Uh, and from there, I'm looking to say, okay, well, it looks like I'm going to be making – $10,000 a month of profit, of, mm-hmm. of gross profit, of what I make after cost of goods, after I pay my labor and materials, I'm going to have $10,000 a month. So I've got a $10,000 a month shortfall. Right. And so I'm looking at that and saying, okay, Jared, how are we going to make up this, this mm-hmm. $10,000? I, I either can sell more work, which I've tried as hard as I can and I'm not doing it. Right. Or we cut back $10,000 a month of expenses. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and that's where everyone gets at, and they're like, well, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to bury my head and keep working harder. Right. What we want you to do is follow a, kind of this this waterfall of decision-making that, that we do. So mm-hmm. the first thing you're going to look at, and it's three different levels. It's easy cuts, difficult cuts, and then painful cuts. Yeah. Right? And so we want to start with the easy cuts. I'm looking at my P&L, and I'm looking at it saying line by line. What in this line can I eliminate? What can I eliminate from this spot? What about this spot? Do we really need cable at the office? I mean, we got internet already. Why are we paying for cable? Do we yeah. really have to have a cleaner coming once a week? Let's mm-hmm. come back to every other week. And I'm starting to whittle down the easy stuff to save some cash. Hey, yeah. we got that subscription that we never use. Let's just cancel. Let's get rid of that. Hey, that water delivery service that we're paying $200 a month mm-hmm. for, do we need a, a water cooler at the office? Let's go ahead and just cancel that for now. And those are those are not most – of, most of the time, those are niceties, not necessities. Yep. Right? And most of the time, if you take a look at your P&L and where all your money is going, you can come up with $500 to $1,500 worth of, I don't have to have this. It's not going to hurt my business at all yep. to remove that for a period of time. Right. So there, right there, you've come up with a thousand bucks or more. Yeah. So we, we start there. We see what we can cut, what's, what's excessive, uh, and what is not going to hurt us. And we're not even going to notice barely outside of maybe I got to vacuum my own carpets instead of having right. to clean it. Well, that, that sort of easy, easy cuts. Next level of cuts are the difficult cuts. Mm-hmm. You're, you're looking at your money saying, okay, I did all the easy cuts. I got, I got nothing. Uh, not enough, uh, cuts that, that are needed. I still have a deficit. So, I'm going to start looking at the more difficult cuts. On, on those levels, I'm looking at maybe I refinance my truck payment from 900 down to 500. Maybe uh, that's a lot of work, a lot of headache, um, mm-hmm. and I'm now extending and costing me more for that truck payment. Uh, maybe I need to, um, I don't know, cut my office down uh, to a smaller size. Maybe right. I need to go and, and work from home for a little while. Um, it, so, some of the more difficult decisions on that. Right. Um, what are some other examples of a of, of difficult cut? Let's take a quick break. Hey, real quick. You're listening to this podcast because you are growing your company to the next level. Getting efficient, building structure, and creating organization is a foundation of growth. We've created ProStruct 360 software so you can spend less time doing paperwork and more time growing your company. Sign up today for free at ProStruct360.com. Whether you're using our free version to send estimates and invoices and getting paid online, or you choose one of our paid subscriptions to add in sending work orders, email and QuickBooks integrations, and so much more, stop putting off what you know is necessary to get to the next level. Take control of your growth at ProStruct360.com. Well, I mean, anything anything difficult that um, causes uh, you to have to do extra work, yeah. right? Um, you know, when you're when you're talking about cleaning the office, that's that 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 is not a part of it. It's maybe instead of uh, you know having um, multiple different trades that you're paying for, um, you're 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 able to combine that into one, right? So you're saving a little bit of cash. Now that's more on your cost of goods management, but it's, it's trying to just get creative with what's in front of you, but it it, it requires a lot of work to engage with those things and, and, and whatever. I use a third party accountant that's doing, that's, that's putting all my materials from my Home Depot line into QuickBooks for me to balance my jobs. I'm going to have to start getting up on, and every Saturday morning for two hours, I'm just going to do all my own reconciliation 
that's that's difficult. I'm losing Saturday mornings with my family. I, I but I have to cut money somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But and that's that's a painful one because yeah. again, you're losing time, you're having to put more effort in. It's not really hurting the business. It's not, you know, but um it, it it's gonna cost you more time because yep. you're not paying somebody else to do it. Yep. So the, the painful cuts are the last ones that you want to do, obviously. And so with a painful cut, we're going to walk you through a couple ways to start really cutting money say, and figuring out how to do it, when to do it, and if you should not do it right. on certain things. So the, the painful cuts, obviously, the biggest one is employees mm-hmm. uh, and what you're taking home or, or what you're paying your, paying your people. Uh, so when I'm looking at that, if I've cut everything else that, that I can, the difficult stuff, the easy stuff, and that's all cut, I'm now looking at – what are going to be cuts that are going to hurt us but not kill us? Right. You know, can I cut off uh, my arm because it's, instead of letting the cancer spread to my whole body? Uh, type type thought. Now I'm gonna not have an arm, and that stinks, but it's saving the ship, right? And so when we're looking at those sort of cuts, we're saying, all right, first off, if you have any labor that is in-house labor, if you mm-hmm. are paying a handyman to be on staff, an electrician, uh, service tech, whatever it is. Oftentimes when things get slow, those people are getting paid a lot more than they're bringing in revenue-wise for the company. So I'm going to assess – I'm going to look at my in-house labor and say, okay, how much work has this guy done in the past three months? Let me break it down month by month and let me look at at how much we've actually paid him. How much would it cost me to have a handyman do that work and and hire out a 1099? Now, I'm not saying cut the guy loose and tell him to go home and we'll we'll see a never – Convert them from W two to ten ninety nine. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think that's a smarter way to do business, anyways, in this industry. Sure, but that is the very first easy cut because you can see, keep paying them, but you're only paying them if you're also getting paid off the job. Yeah, and I might even roll that one up to the difficult, right? Because yeah. you're 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 making a change that's difficult, yep. but you're still providing for this person, yeah. right? They're still going to have work. They're still going to have money coming in. It's just changing the format of how they're doing it. Instead of being an employee, you're now a subcontractor. You're actually going to have opportunity to make more money, but that's a difficult change yeah. because it changes the dynamic of the way things go, you know, and you have to have that conversation with somebody who is an employee moving them to a sub. And the other difficult part of that is you have to be more responsible and proactive now. Mm-hmm. I've got to build a work order. I got to figure out what I'm going to pay this guy and what work he's going to get done on what days. That's right. Before it was like, hey, Jared, uh, it's Monday morning, go out to Main Street. Yep. Right. Uh, it's Tuesday. Why don't you circle back to that job? And it's it's more uh, reactive when mm-hmm. you've got an on staff person, which also usually costs you more money. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, again, that's the first, uh, probably the the lightest of the hard cuts. Yeah. Yeah. Next, we're going to uh, start assessing employees. All right. I've got. Well, three pro- I, I think I think before I would go to employees, yeah. one of the things that I would look at is. Um, do I have a bunch of vehicles? Do I have yeah. a bunch of equipment that um, is costing me a lot in insurance? It's costing me a lot in gas. It's costing me on a loan. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we had somebody just recently that came in on Alliance and they had a bunch of skid steers and Excavator. all this stuff, yeah. excavators that they would use on a random basis, but it wasn't a part of their daily, you know, yeah. uh, revenue that they were bringing in. They, they were and, like, it's costing us about 1500 a month, but. Last month, I would have had to spend two grand on renting equipment. Right. We said, well, what about the month before that? Well, we didn't use it. Well, about uh-huh. two months ago. Well, we use it on that one job. And so you start looking at it and saying, we don't want to be spending money unless it's tied to a line item that I can invoice the client yeah. for. And so I'd rather spend 2000 this month 
on that because I can invoice for that. Yeah. And next month, I, I don't have the overhead of that if I don't use it. That's right. right. That's right. That's so cool. you start looking at that stuff. And then I think you also look at, do you have an office space? Yep. And when when it gets to the place where you're looking at the painful cuts, before you get to the place where I'm going to let people go because I need to keep the doors open. Yeah. Um, let's see if I can get rid of the door I'm paying for. Yeah. Right. If I don't have to have an office for a period of time, that is going to help us get through a really difficult time, whether it's a slow time where there's just no business coming in the door, whatever it is, I've got to reduce my cost. I got a $10,000 deficit every month and I've got to make that up somewhere. Yeah. Or it's 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 coming from something, yep. right? Um, and, and so I, I think those are those are painful ones. So like we've got this nice office, and it's a it's it's a great place for everybody to come, and it's easy to have meetings. And I need to make this decision because it's two thousand, three thousand, five thousand dollars a month that I'm paying for this place that I yep. I don't have to have it. Yep. It's not a necessity. It definitely is nice to have, but I don't have to have it. If me keeping it could mean I'm not going to be able to keep the doors open. Yeah. Right. For sure. Uh, and after that, and I think that's a great addition into it. After that, I going into the employee side of it, I want to understand why we're not making money or why we are at a low spot. And yeah. a lot of times it's because we're super slow. And so when we were super busy, my three project managers really made sense because they were each doing $100,000 a month uh, of revenue. Right. Well, it slowed down and slowed down and slowed down. And now I got three guys doing 50000 a month. So we went from 300000 mm-hmm, to 150, 150. Mm-hmm. right? And so I'm looking at it saying – I don't see in the next three to four months us getting up to even two fifty or three hundred thousand dollars. It is a smart move, and again, this some of this stuff should be done even not in bad times, right? But but, uh, in self assessment with where your money's going. But I'm looking at saying I'm not getting up to three hundred in the next three, four, five months. I can't carry this paycheck that long. That's that's literally twenty five thousand, thirty thousand dollars over the next three to four months that I could keep in my pocket, and it's going to hurt us. Zero. Right. Uh, I'm not going to be able to do less jobs. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to service the current jobs that we're in any less than I am right now. So why do I have this extra paycheck that I'm trying to invest in the future when I might not even get to the future with that with, if I have to keep paying this person yeah. to be here? Yeah. Right. And so that that's kind of the assessment of a lot of times people look at and say, hey, we we just don't have enough money to pay everybody. Hey, you got to go. You're fired. Yeah. Let's look at the repercussions of that. If Jared goes, what jobs am I going to have to cover? What jobs is he going to have to cover? What jobs is he going to have to cover? And can we keep the same level of service well, on all these jobs without him here? Right. If no, then what's what's the problem? Because if if he's if we're that dependent on him, where is all the money? Mm-hmm. Right. And so we start assessing that and looking at that, and that's really how we assess when we're going into a company that's got uh, employees of who do we eliminate and doesn't affect the bottom line. As, as calloused as that feels, right. that's how you have to run an organization. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I know that's your cousin. I know that's your buddy. But if we cut that guy, bottom line isn't touched and nothing here gets goes uh, south. Yeah. Why is that person here? Well, and that's, and that's one of the things that's difficult when we are coaching people yeah. through this. Um, it's so easy in this business to kind of uh, cross-mingle um, relationship 
and a boss and a business personal relationship, personal and and business relationship. It's very easy to have those cross mingled. Well, I care about the guy. I really love the guy. I like the guy. Well, do you like him enough to put you out of a home? Yeah. You know, and and it's, it's hard to say that, but that's, that's the reality. And we have coached plenty of people through how to have a hard conversation in a a strategic way that, I'm still working to protect the relationship, but I have to make this decision. Yeah. And it's that's that's why this is in the painful one because they're hard. They're yeah. they're hard to make these um so but sometimes you you've got to make that decision for the health of your business and one of the um uh, the balances of that for me that I've always used in my head if I keep this person on and keep doing what I'm doing, it is at the deficit of everyone else here in the company. Yeah. Um, it's not just this one guy. Um, it's affecting everybody else in the company, the amount of business that we can do, the whether we can stay in business. If I keep this guy, there's a potential in the next six months, I, I'm not going to survive, yeah. which means everybody's out, Yeah. which that's a real hard conversation to have. Hey, we got to, we're, we're shutting down. You don't have a job anymore to everyone in the company versus having a difficult conversation with a singular person. person. Yeah. So after that, if we've cut everything, we've looked through stuff. I mean, this is not rocket science. This is budgeting 101. You look through what you can cut and figure out how to do that. Yeah. Well, one caveat um, that we we forgot to say is I, I feel like in the after we've looked at truck and office and all of that, and then we're looking to do we need to make some employee cuts? I think that's also the place as an owner that you look at how much am I bringing home and <clears throat> can I afford to take a little bit less? Is that a doable thing, right? Yeah. Um, and if the answer is no, then the answer is no. Yeah. If the answer is yes, and if and I can do that and I can keep these people because I have a really stellar crew, I don't want to let them go. I've put a lot of work in to get them to where they're at. Sure. I'm going to take a little bit less money to be able to keep them. So sure. I'm literally paying money out of my pocket <clears throat> to keep that guy employed. Yeah. 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 That's all part of the assessment of, and really a lot of that's with employees. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take money out of my pocket to keep, you know, keep a subscription for water going, right? Like, right. like figuring out like, what is it to keep this company healthy and striving? And maybe I've got enough work for all three of these PMs. We had three jobs that were negative profit uh-huh. and we're in a bad spot, but we got to work. And so mm-hmm. how are we going to bridge this gap? I think exactly what you're saying. Like maybe I bridge that gap. Maybe, yeah. I mean, there's been plenty of times I've gone without a paycheck and that you've even oh, yeah. had to postpone it, depositing oh, yeah. a check mm-hmm. uh, through, through doing this. So I think that's definitely the assessment of, Let's think long term. Let's not think short term. Let's look yeah. at how are we going to get through to – for us, it was always like, all right, we got to get to April. That's yep. when we're picking back up and that's when we're killing it. How do we bridge the gap to it's, there? It's literally when you become an investor in your own company. Yeah. Like, you know what? I'm going to invest this back into the company yep. because the ROI, I see it. For right? sure. For sure. So you've run through that. You, you've mm-hmm. assessed everything. You've cut everything. You've tightened every belt you can and you're still at a deficit. Yeah. What do we do? Well – most people are saying, okay, how do I look for short-term business loans? Mm-hmm. Do not do that because if you can't afford the to, the bills today, all you're doing is adding an additional expensive bill on for tomorrow. Right. Now, that is my absolute final, final thing to do, yeah. and that is a break glass in case of emergency type, type reaction. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do not start there. There are other ways to go about this. So where I would go next after tightening, tightening every belt I can – 
thinning out the company as much as possible in terms of uh, uh, expenses, expenses and outgoing, and outgoing money. money. Mm-hmm. So my next move that I'm going to be doing is looking at all of the lines of credit that I have, whether it's supplier lines of credit, whether it's bank lines of credit, whether it's my credit cards. I'm going to line them all up. Mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to start assessing them before I make any payments. I'm going to look at them and say, okay, I don't have enough money to pay both my suppliers. Let's say Lowe's and Home Depot. I don't have enough money to pay both of those this yeah. month. Uh, I need to, I, I've got these bills that have to get paid. And so this isn't going to be able to get paid, both of these. I'm going to look and say, I've got more availability at Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're being more flexible they're being with more me, flexible working with me. With me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make a, a decision, tell my PM, say, listen, we're not shopping. We're, we're pausing on Lowe's right now. Uh, uh, and we're going to buy everything at Home Depot, and I'm going to pay my the money that I do have for materials on the Home Depot line right. and just use that one line now as my revolving credit. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to look at my other other lines of credit. I'm going to uh, – one thing we've done before, and this was actually during the pandemic where things were a little bit different with banks than they are now, but still – Banks are flexible. They don't. Yeah. They tell you they're not, but they are. They they have. They want their money. They want their money. And if you call your your lender that whatever you, the VP at that bank that you're that you've borrowed from, and you say, listen, here's a situation. I lost this, this, and this client. I uh, uh, we've really dropped um, in half the size of our revenue. I've had to let some people go. Your the line of credit that I'm paying back from you is is the chokehold on me right now. Yeah. So. I cannot pay that back right now. Here, here's the option that I would prefer. If you could give me a six month reprieve where I only pay interest only on that line, that will get me to bridge the gap and I can continue paying. If you'll do that for me, I will, I will love you forever. I'll be at this bank forever and I will pay that interest rate, uh, the interest payments throughout the next six months. And then in the spring, when I pick back up, I'll, yeah. I'll start paying down the principal. Well, and, and honestly, for the bank, that's just free money. Yes. That's all it is. I'm extending the terms. And I'm, I'm just, I don't owe my full payment for the next six months, but all of that interest money is just extra cash for them. And and for you guys, listen, if you can't do that for me, and this is not a threat, I don't have the money. So right. you're not going to get paid anything. If we can yeah. get that in mm-hmm. writing from you, I'd rather give you something and work with you to bridge this gap. But if you say you can't do that for me, I understand you guys got to do what you got to do. And we'll probably end up closing the doors again. This isn't a threat. This isn't a, a tool that you're using to abuse mm-hmm. an, a, an agreement it's that just you have. Facts. These are facts, and mm-hmm. I'm going to work with the people that are willing to work with me because someone's getting screwed in my in, uh, on the credit side, uh, right. uh, short term here. Mm-hmm. I want to pay all my debts, but I need your help to get me there. Yeah. Uh, because if I close, you're getting zero dollars. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather get you there. And and banks will work with you if you're yeah. at the right bank. If you're not at one of the uh, Banks, big, big guys, banks of the America uh-huh. or mm-hmm. or Fargo's that are very well, <laughs> then, uh, you know, they're, they're going to work with you because they want that relationship. And more importantly, they want their money back mm-hmm. from you. Yeah. And and they're dependent on you to get done, uh, right. get, to continue working to be able to pay that. So yeah. that, again, that's going to hurt your abil- ability to borrow in the future. That's probably going to ding your credit pretty hard. Mm-hmm. But we're we're getting down to the painful stuff. Yeah. And so this is the more, more painful to go through all of your lenders, look through who I owe money, who I can pay, who I can't pay. And I'm going to decide today what's happening this week with payments and where money's going. So that's going yeah. into the, the final steps. Well, so, another, another place of short, you know, short term relief in yeah. that spot is looking at your vendors. Yeah. Um, and if right. you have, if you have vendors like 
maybe a large um, uh, countertop or cabinets company or a flooring company that, you know, they, they do a bunch of work for you and they invoice you and have 30 day terms on it. You know, those type of companies, not your painter and handyman guy, but the bigger companies, you can go to them and say, Hey, here's, here's the deal. I owe you 10 grand right now. I've hit a hard, hard, uh, hard spot. I'm not going to be able to cut you a $10,000 check. Can I work out some terms with you? I'll pay you $1,000, $2,000 a month for the next couple of months. Will that work for you? And a lot of those companies will, will be fine with that. You yeah. know, they, they can, they can work with you, but that's a place where you're, you're not going to get long-term relief from that. You're going to have to pay some of that money. Um, you know, those companies can't be like, yeah, just don't pay it for six months. That's not something they can do. Sure. Um, but they can give you a little bit of temporary relief. Again, another spot where when you're trying to find every penny you can find, that's a spot you can find a little extra cash. That's right. So I've looked at all of the ways that I can save money. I've finally whittled it down to this is how much we're bringing in. Mm-hmm. This is how much I'm going to have to spend. And this is what I don't have to spend on moving forward. Yeah. I've got it into those categories. We feel good. We are. It's going to be tight, yeah. but, but we're going to be able to hit that. Yeah. The next thing uh, is the the last stage that I, that I tell people. There are two things you have to do. And that's it. Now, you know, I'll talk to you if if you're running the your company, Jared, as Jared Construction. There's only now that you have all this aligned. I need you to focus on two things. Mm-hmm. The very first thing you're focusing on is every penny that goes out and every penny that comes in daily. I'm 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 talking every single day. I am not going to pay a vendor that doesn't have a work order for the amount of money. If I, if I sent you a work order for 800 bucks and you send me an invoice for 820 bucks, I'm sending you a pet, a check for 800 bucks. Yeah. I'm not giving you that extra 20 bucks because that wasn't our agreement. Right. You, I'm not going to just pay that. In the if, past, you might have been a little f- more free yep. with that and be like, yeah, it's 20 bucks, no problem. You don't have the luxury of that right if, now. If my project manager wants to go buy 30 grand of, of lumber for a project getting started, I'm saying, okay, that's fine. We can do that. When are we going to get the money for that? Because we want to collect that 30000 before we make that purchase, and we're mm-hmm. going to tighten the screws on the client about that and, and, and hard line in the sand about it. Oftentimes, it's like, let's just order it. They're going to drop a check off next week. We're not doing that anymore. Yeah. We're in a tight zone to where every dollar that I can't collect, if something happens, it's going to mess up. When's he all cutting of the check and where's he cutting it? I'll go to wherever he's uh, at. Let's go pick it up. Yeah. Let's, let's go yeah. grab that check from them. So every dollar going out, I'm looking at every dollar coming in. Every dollar coming in means I'm sitting down on Monday saying, okay, this week and next week, this is the checks that I know we're going to end or the jobs we're invoicing, the checks mm-hmm. I can expect. So by Friday, I should collect $4,864, but by next Friday, we should be at $32,000. Right. And so I'm laying that out. This week, there's 4200 coming in, and these are the expenses that I'm going to put that to. I'm going to put two grand on this line of credit. The other 2200 is going to go to pay this vendor, mm-hmm. and then the other vendors are all going to get paid next week out of that 32000 that's coming. There are so many times over the past years that we've had that meeting. Yeah. Where we sat down and we said, okay, here's the cash. Here's everybody that we owe. How are we going to be creative about where this money goes? Yeah. And I'm bringing my project managers in on that because they need to know this is why we're collecting. We're not going to live in debt. We're not going to live upside down and and borrowing money if we have a bad month. We're going to make it work Mm -hmm. to where we're profitable as a company. Yeah, Uh, And so having that conversation, even not in the bad times, but having it in the good times of I'm going to watch every penny coming in, coming out. Because – I have lined up every single expense to where the dollar comes in here has to go that way to keep that open. The dollar that comes in here has to go the other way to keep this other thing paid. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that you can't afford in this situation is um, uh, 
un, unnecessary mistakes yeah. on jobs that cost you money. Yep. You've spent a large amount of time and uh, trying to find the, 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 you know, come up with the overage of money and you've made some real difficult decisions. Yeah. You don't have the space to make a thousand, five thousand dollar mistake on jobs. So you're micromanaging where the money's coming from, when it's coming in, where it's going out. And you're also watching the jobs a little bit stronger, a little bit more oversight than you normally have um, because you're making sure is this project manager on top of this? Are they taking care of this? Did they forget about that? And have your meeting with your your project manager's employees and let them know, hey, here's the status. You guys already know where we're at. I'm going to be your extra backup, your extra set of eyes in the background, because as as good as a project manager as you are, I can't afford and we can't afford for any mistakes to happen. So I'm just going to be in the background watching and helping. Yep. Nobody likes to be micromanaged, but if you bring them in on that conversation that this is what's happening, they're not being micromanaged because you're doing something wrong. It's just the status of where we're at. Yep. Yep. I need to, I need to watch every penny. Yeah. So that the two things I'm telling you, one, watch every penny coming yep. in, watch every penny going out. And number two, your job is you are the marketing king of your city. You are going to do nothing but churn up jobs because I've cut all the stuff that I can cut going out. Yeah. And all the only fix from here is to increase the money coming in. Yep. And everyone's like, well, I've tried. You know, I'm on Thumbtack and I did this. <laughs> Next door signed up. And that's great. Mm-hmm. Don't just sign up and pay for leads. We're going to attack. We've got another podcast that's our grind list, we call it. If you look it up in, in our podcast, it's called The Grind List. Uh, and it's like six, seven, eight things that you can do today to churn up work. Yeah. You need to start grinding. It's calling your old clients. It's, Some of them are pretty much guaranteed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's it's calling real estate agencies and saying, hey, what do you guys need to get done? I can handle it for you. Mm-hmm. It's going through and saying, in the last six months, here are all the clients that didn't sign with us. I'm going to call every single one and say, hey, how'd your renovation go? Is there anything I can do? Is there anything? And I'm going to go through that entire – there's a whole line of things that we can do to churn up work mm-hmm. today. It's a matter of effort. Yeah, it and, doesn't really – at that point, it doesn't really matter what the work is. Yeah. Let's let's get some let's let's get some traction back. Yep. Let's get some jobs coming in here wherever I can find them. Yep, that's right. And so if I'm doing those two things, I'm watching the money. I've got it all I got planned out and I'm doing those two things. I'm going to turn up more work and I'm going to be very very uh, efficient with my cash. Yeah. You're going to bridge the gap. Yep. You're going to get through there. Yep. And so that that's the most important important thing to 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 see and focus on contractors bury their head in their sand when time, times get tough. Mm-hmm. Do not bury your head in the sand. We proactively plan and then you're going to make it like it, it, it's yep. that simple. I had a, I had a guy tell me this week, he just hired somebody. Um, he hadn't done that. He's paying this person hourly to do some administrative stuff. He doesn't have, he hadn't done the math on how much it was going to cost him per month. And then I just asked him like, well, do you have enough money to be able to do that? And he's like, yeah, I'm pretty much sure. I just have to do more work. And I was like, mm. <laughs> so no, <laughs> let's, let's look at that. Let's plan that yeah. out a little bit better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I think it's a matter of if you take the time and face the demons that, you know, are sitting there, mm-hmm. you're going to be okay. Yep. And if you're not going to be okay, find that out now, not in three months when you're even deeper yeah. in the debt. Yeah. There, there is something about looking at, at it and saying, 
this math isn't mathing and I don't know how we're going to make it to next month. Yeah. Great. So let's figure that out today, not go another 10 grand into debt and then figure it out. Yeah. Cause that's even deeper of a hole that you can't get. Well, out. and that's the, that's what I was just about to say. Um, all of this that we just talked about is not easy. No. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of intentionality. It takes some difficult decisions. Um, and it takes time. Um, it's easier to just go get a loan. Yep. It just is. It's easier to get a, to to go get a loan and forego my consequences till later. Um, can you afford those consequences later on? We've we've got uh, plenty of contractors that have done that, and they're currently they've gone they've blown through that money. Yeah, and now they're paying the paying the price eight thousand, ten thousand, twelve, twenty thousand dollars a month that they're paying on these crazy loans yeah. that they're going to pay for the next 10, 12 months. I mean, we did that pre-COVID, 2017, 2016, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. We took out a line of credit and just great free cash. Yeah. And we're still, I mean, we still got another year of paying it, and that's yep. four, five, six thousand dollars $6,000 a month that we're mm-hmm. paying towards something that was just for fun money. Yeah. Like, it was just like, hey, let's hire that guy. That's what, like before we even thought about all of this stuff right. and started really pushing this into our company, we're still paying for it. Yep. And so that those are the things that – we can't make decisions today because of the decisions we made in 2016. Yep. Isn't that crazy? It's 2023. Yep. We cannot make decisions today because of the bad decision making with money we made. What is that? Seven, Seven years, years ago. ago. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's something of, I know that's going to be available to <laughs> it's you. It's not, oh, I'll just, I'll just deal with it in, in April. Yeah. No. It, 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 it sticks around well, on paper, on yeah. paper. Hey, by April, we should have this and that client's landing. We'll be making about a hundred grand a month. I'll pay this off in four or five months easily. Yeah. Never happens nope. that way. Nope. If you can't do it with your money you got now, you're not going to do it with borrowed money. That's right. Right. And so getting, right. getting that in your head and saying, I've got to confront these demons today. I'm not going to bury my head in the sand. I'm going to look at what's going on. I'm going to assess these things, my projections, my cuts, and then the two things I'm doing beyond that to implement what's uh, how I'm going to do yeah. the game plan moving forward. Well, and and we have done this multiple times yeah. over the many years that we've been doing this. Yeah. And we made it through. Yeah. You know, there were times that it was really difficult and it was really hard and we had made some, some hard decisions and we had to let people go we didn't want to. Yep. But we, we, we made it through and we were better on the other side. We yep. learned a lot about ourselves, about the company, about – the next hires that we made, the type of business that we choose to take on, all of this like uh, difficult process through, you're going to learn a lot and grow well, through it. Well, we made it through, and hear this, we made it through because we did this at the first sign of a red flag. That's the truth. If yeah. we would have waited three months, four mm-hmm. months, five months of it's going to be fine, it's going to be fine, we'll mm-hmm. be fine, let's just get another job in here. If we did that, we'd be up the creek. We'd yeah. be, we'd, we'd close the doors three yeah. different times yeah. over the past 10 mm-hmm. years, right? And so it's one of those things of do it today. Start assessing. Even if you're healthy, yeah. this doesn't hurt to go through your, your cuts and what you can cut and line them up with your projections and ensure that you're making the profit you want to make. But if you wait on this, if you start feeling that, ah, this isn't comfortable and you start getting that in the back of your head of this isn't, this isn't going right. Pull this podcast back up and walk through these processes. And and walk through this. It's Mm -hmm. very simple. If you start doing it and you face it, if you don't, you're, you're, it's a ticking time bomb to close the company down. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right, that's the end of it. Another cheerful podcast <laughs> about going out of business yeah. as a contractor. But yeah. it's 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 this is why contractors come to us a lot of the time is I'm about to close my doors. What do I do? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm working my butt off and I'm not making any money. So yeah. we all come across these times. It's if you're proactive and you plan for it, you're going to get through this time. That's right. That's right. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Next podcast, we got a couple big announcements. So big be announcements. sure that you tune in. All right. Appreciate it. Later. Bye.